No, I got one. I got one. I got I got one for you. So my uh, mate, I know we're still gonna do you know more shitting on this, but when you compare the Zack Snyder cut versus the Josh Whedon cut, you can only polish a turd so much. This Snyder cut is a polished turd. You can wipe around the edges. You can spray a little water to keep keep moist. You can actually take away some of the residue on the side. But at the end of the day, a polished turd is still a turd. And that's what the Snyder cut is. It's still a turd. turd. What is up, everybody? Jay Tesla here. This is what kind of black nerdcast? I know we haven't been on for a minute, but we're back now. It's time. It's 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 time. It's time. It's time. And, and if oh we were, if oh there was a time for us to be back, it would be. I know a lot of the people, day of reckoning. Yeah, I know a lot of people have been waiting for this episode for a very, very, very long time. Um, this is episode. The only the only other episode people are waiting on. Only other episode people are waiting on more is us to review uh, night three of Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, that and that's gonna take that's you a, longer. That's that's the only. So don't quote <laughs> that, me. On that, 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 that'll probably be that'll be the last episode of this podcast. That'll be like when the Simpsons last episode will probably be an episode that <laughs> the leads door closes to the first episode. So, that'll be like grand, grand grand opening, grand closing. Okay, so this is episode fifty six or fifty seven. 56 or 57. Okay, yes. bet. Let me that, that that is correct. Yes. So this it's is one of those. I know that much. I, th- I think it's 56. Yeah, 56. I think it's 56. So this is because I usually always equate it to a like mm. a number. I've been putting it off long enough. This is the Snyder Cut review. Now, unfortunately, Black Girl Marvel. Don't worry, too. This 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 episode. Ain't gonna be as long as that fucking movie, so don't no. worry. Mm-mm. This will be a, but trust a concise me. thing. The episode ain't gonna go that long. No, but trust me, it's gonna it, you 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 almost are gonna want us to to talk about this movie that long because we got shit to say. Um, I of course you are we we are, it's, it's right now it's the fearsome twosome, um, the dynamic duo of the group, two man power trip, Tesla, two man power Bill trip. Speaks. AKA Team Chaos here. We should be joined by Zero and Issue Blacker Asia, who I know is trying her hardest not to be on this episode. Um, no, 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 no this. Uh, but- shouts out to Black Girl Marvel, who's yes. out, who's out doing some international traveling right now. Right, Boy, she's going to go see her. Up. She's going to go see her her Nigerian Jamie Fox. Call back to previous episodes if you have not watched or watched or listened to our previous episodes, which you should. I was gonna say that on her uh, her pick on Facebook, but I didn't want to be com- I don't want to be conceived as me being an asshole. Oh yeah, I was I was so hoping you usual. did. So um, I, I, I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll let her live. So, um, we're gonna start with positives about the movie. We're gonna start with positives. I'm, I'm quite sure. 
the negatives are going to are, are, are coming that they're coming trust me they're coming down the field like a like a group of amazonian warriors um only to get slaughtered um so team chaos give me some of your positives. Wait, hold on hold on yeah one thing i one thing I would like to say before me and Tesla get into this and before zero, anyone else jumps on, I would like to, on behalf of what kind of black nerd cast is this like to say formally, we do appreciate the fact that Zack Snyder was able to make this movie. Our opinions will be our opinions, but as fans of film, as fans of the comic book genre, we do appreciate that he actually was able to do this coming from the tragic situation that led to him leaving the production originally back in 2016, 17. The fact that he was able to come back, deal with his grief and complete this film, which I know I would imagine was very cathartic for him and a way for him to process his grief. Um, we do appreciate that. We do thank you for that. So our opinions are our opinions, but they do not come from a place of anger. They just come from a place of critique as fans of these characters and as fans of film. But thank you, Zack Snyder. And we do appreciate you doing this for Autumn. Points that for being said, our ass for let's get into it. Because, um, <laughs> oh Lord, I have thoughts. So, Team Chaos, we're going to start with you. I know everyone's going to have negatives coming. What are your positives about oh, yeah. this, this this epic, as they are calling it, this of, of, of the DC variety? Four hour. Over half a working day. Um, I even wrote, I made sure to write down notes because I had enough time watching this and I was able to watch this in one sitting. I watched it uh, Saturday night. This night, the night after it came out, I was able to just dedicate the entire half of my day to it. So I wrote down multiple things, which I'll most likely go into depth on my show, my show about. But uh, one of the things I'll say as a positive, uh, I did like the the action set pieces. I think were directed well. They were able to give. They were able to have time to breathe. My one of my major contentions for the as we'll now refer to it, Whedon cut the action set pieces kind of felt discombobulated, they felt kind of short. Okay, you would imagine the Justice League having so with these, you had longer fight scenes, you had a good display of everybody's abilities. One of those is actually going to be a negative, I'll get into eventually, but you were able to see everybody's strengths. So it was actually fun to actually really see the Justice League in action, which I don't really feel like you got to see in the Whedon cut because it was so much movie you were trying to pack in. Uh, that, that, that I think was a positive. Um, another positive, and I'm just going to be jumping, uh, jumping around here, but yeah, the main action cinematic set piece, the ending of the film, the okay. final battle versus Steppenwolf, I thought was very well done um you could tell that was completely brand new there were some scenes when you could tell longer versions of mm. what was already in the Whedon cut and i do think there are some instances where you could have cut some things out of those scenes and some of the scenes in the Whedon cut did actually kind of fit a little better because they end capped them instead of letting them breathe so much but the main cinematic ending justice league 
everybody assembled and what happened with the flash that was actually really fun that was really cool it was nice to see that so uh, i do think just one of the positives i would say were the action scenes were a lot better in this film okay um i'll go into my positives i'm quite sure everyone who's already seen my review knows they are very few if any um i will give the cinematography a, a positive that is one thing i will say it wasn't the best compared to compared to the rest of the dceu and zack snyder's former work it was not the best but for what we got compared to the 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 justice league it was better i will i will say that um I will say I did like. I'm trying to think of one pot. The 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 showing of, of Flash's powers was cool. I will say that, especially the end piece at the end of the at the end the in part six where he actually does go back in time. Mm-hmm. To see that done was very interesting, especially because of course this is this kind of goes to the negatives, but. Mm-hmm. So, so, so a few of these characters have TV counterparts. So we've seen the Speed Force on TV. Seeing it done mm. this way was very yeah. interesting. It's probably the only part mm. of the movie I was kind of like, okay, Josh could have left that in. I really did like that. Um, yeah, I will say I, I agree that that was that that was that was cool. I will say. I'm happy a lot of what was in the Whedon cut stayed in the Snyder cut in terms of the final battle. Just from a standpoint of, like, I still think Batman driving the Batmobile while being chased by parademons and then him doing a a base, a 360 while firing an assault rifle is kind of badass. I, I can't, I can't, I can't front that. That's yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the Batman fan of me is like, okay, yeah. that's some badass shit. I'm not gonna even front. Um, yeah, that yeah. is. Pr- oh, and Alfred having more scenes. Alfred having more scenes was a joy. I think I can't remember the actor's name. It's, it's blanking my head like like that. Um, but I love him. As uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. If you don't know, he's the voice of Scar in the original Lion King movie. The only Lion King movie that matters. But I loved his his dynamic with Bruce was more was better because we should see that from Alfred. Alfred should be that second voice in his head because yeah. it just should be. Like if you know Batman comics, you know that a part of it. He has like Batman has multiple voices. He has his, he has his father, his mother. He has his training from Ra's al Ghul, the League of, Sh- of Assassins. But he also has Alfred there to bounce ideas off of. And you know, Alfred has done more things that he that we don't know. I like that. But he's but he's get he's more like the moral sense. Like like look, I'm not saying you shouldn't do this fucked up shit. I'm just saying let's do it this way. So. That's that is probably the last thing I have. In I agree, of- and that that's one thing I did like. Just about that, that is something that I I enjoyed about this Ben Affleck version of Batman because, as much as I love the Christopher Nolan verse of Batman, mm-hmm. one did not like is the fact that 
as a man in his mid-30s is letting Alfred, a man in these, still make him breakfast and still drinking toady after him. That's really all I've liked about it because to me, it's kind of like, you don't need to have him do this anymore. Like he is on all intents and purposes, your parent. He's raised you longer than any other person. Your parents are only around for eight years. Alfred has been with you for 30 some years. So that to me was always something I didn't really like. So the fact that they were not equals, but Alfred was his right-hand man, not his man that cleans up after his right hand, if that makes sense. So like, I like the fact that Alfred is controlling the, tunnel digger bat uh bat device that they had when they went down to the uh, tunnel battle instead of it just being batman there and you know it, ha- it you know something happens alfred is controlling that to help be his backup which i think is something that they should do in the next version of batman is he doesn't need to be his toting butler and clean up after his mess when he drops right. his clothes on the floor he can be his right hand man because he's the person that's closest to him um one other thing i'll say that is a positive for me i, I did have some positives uh, another that i did have is it did explain how aquaman got his mom's trident which was a continuity error in the uh, josh whedon version is the last thing you see with aquaman he's talking about how he doesn't want anything to do with atlantis yada 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 then his next scene he's in the atlantean armor has a trident, which at the time we didn't know if that was his trident, you know, the you know, King of Atlantis trident, but he's got that and he's using his abilities. At least they were able to add in his uh, scene with Willem Dafoe where he does introduce himself, kind of does set up the uh, plot of Aquaman, gives him the Atlantean armor and gives him his mom's trident. So that actually did fill in a, a continuity gap because it's like, where did he come from with the armor and everything if he says he wants nothing to do with Atlantis? So that that was a positive that they actually did kind of fix that little plot hole. Okay. Um, so I know everyone is kind of like, well, you said your positives, you said your goodwill. I think you know what? Let's 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 give a, let's give at least one or let's give at least one or two more positives. So what's what's another positive that you had? Because I mean, this film is four hours long. It does have some good parts in it. It does have a lot that we are going to tear to pieces. But what's what's another positive? What's okay, something else this, that you enjoyed this, about this? Isn't this really a positive. Uh, this, Zack Snyder cut. This isn't really a positive, but I did get a good chuckle out of this, and it's because I have a fucked up sense of humor. The scene where the parademons are dragging the Atlanteans through the water. The first thought that went through my head was wait in the water. <laughs> Wait in the water, children. Wait, why are the Atlanteans being dragged through low water? I was, I could not breathe. I was just thinking like, the fuck? Um, I will say, while I have negative thoughts on this, the Steppenwolf dynamic with Darkseid had me interested toward new gods. Because I'm, because that's and that was one of the things that kind of like yeah. stuck in my craw yeah. because I'm like, okay, what exactly does Steppenwolf do to where Darkseid does not want him on his side? If you look at the like the lineup of who they had, like Darkseid, Granny Goodness, Desaad, and Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf is arguably the second biggest dude next to Darkseid. Um, mm-hmm. I think. The mention, like the, the, the subtle showing of Kilowog in, in the, the, the nightmare scene was cool. Um, 
And I'll say the small mention of Ryan Choi, even though he didn't play a big role in the film, that was very cool. I liked his little his little bits in there, whatever, how he was and how he how he essentially played a role in the solving of how to beat Steppenwolf. Um that actually is one of my negatives because I don't like the fact that you had you introduced a new character in this film, the team up film. Like that, that's gonna go into my negatives. That's one of my nitpick negatives, but it's like okay, so okay. I will start the round of you have to you have to set up the Justice League in this. Oh, I, I got one more positive. Uh, one okay. more positive that I did like, um, like I said, is the the nightmare scene, the epilogue, last, uh, I guess the last ending, true ending mm-hmm. to the film. Um, it did set up a very interesting, what would have been Justice League 3. For those of you that don't know, this four-hour movie was really representative of his original cut of what he wanted to do in Justice League and parts of what he wanted to do in Justice League Part 2. The nightmare scene was the only original piece of uh, a film that he actually filmed for this. Everything else was just what he was originally uh, storyboarded. So that was something that he just came up with that he wanted to put in because he said he would feel like he did a disservice if he never had Batman and the Joker on screen together. I'm going to talk about the story. It was cool as well. It was cool to see the Jared Leto Joker and the Ben Affleck Batman together technically for the second time i mean they didn't actually interact in their one scene in suicide squad but it was actually nice to finally see the ben version of batman with the jared version of the joker which i really always wanted to see because they are such contrasting uh versions of each other that we've never really seen you've never seen that hard ass what up though you've never seen that hard ass version of batman and that just crazy version of the joker so that was very interesting for me and I, I've stood on this hill. I I would have really liked to see what Jared Leto could have done with that version of the Joker because just from that scene alone, I'm like, I would I would pay money to see that be the main antagonist of a solo Ben Affleck movie. So that's uh, one of the positives I had. Okay, so Zero has now joined us. So before I unleash the ten thousand waves of, of of bullshit I'm about to release out of my mouth, Zero. Give me at least three positives that you have of this film. So, this is what I'm going to say. Might be long-winded, but this is what I'm going to say. All right. So, I did not see Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. I didn't see it until it came out on DVD. So I only was able to see, well, I only chose to watch the the director's cut where it was the full extended version. So I didn't get to see all those flaws. I didn't, that everyone was talking about from that movie. I, once I watched the movie and I saw, I was like, well, this is not the best movie, but it's not too bad. I went and read up and watched a lot of videos and they were saying the differences between the two videos. And I understood why people did not like Batman versus Superman, which until made me not really like Batman versus Superman because it was it wasn't the best. And for you to say, well, we're going to give you the director's cut to, I guess, to fill in the holes that were left out of the movie originally theatrically, uh, it's not a great film. 
So with that being said, that's my caveat walking into Justice League. I, like a sucker, went to the theater and saw the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. I could have saw Hi, Thor Ragnarok. I, ch- I chose this. Yeah. Hi, my name is Mark. I went to watch the Justice League. This is when you all gotta say hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. This is the AA meeting. Hi, Mark. <laughs> I don't have enough alcohol for the AA meeting. I'm sorry. You need a tissue also. <laughs> I'm about to say that. I'm about to say this isn't the AA meeting, so we are allowed to have alcohol in this bitch. <laughs> so, with that being said, I saw that movie, the travesty of that movie. I had some slimline caveats in that movie where I thought it was okay because it was based off of me seeing Wonder Woman and seeing she was holding this movie down based off her own movie, thanks to Patty Jenkins. So these are things that I'm throwing into this movie to, to brace this movie up mm-hmm. for this bag of shit that is sitting <laughs> under my hand. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm giving you an alley. I hope you know that, right, Tess? I hope you know that. So, oh, I see. I'm, I'm about to Zion Williams the fuck out of it. So let me go into my negatives. Let me start. Where? So wait, 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 wait. I'm almost, wait, I'm yeah, almost yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give us, give us at least three positives that you did, you did okay. find from this film. Um, uh, my three ca- uh, positives was they gave a fleshed out cyborg, which he was robbed of in the original movie. And I understand why uh, Ray Fisher bitched and complained about his role. I get it. Uh, because he was this kind of like sideline character than anybody in that movie. Uh, let's see what else. I got to see Iris. Uh, and I'm still trying to figure out what, what made her drive that. Why was she driving that car? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's gonna be that that that's that's gonna be in my negative side because that scene. Uh huh. That shit did not make any sense. Negative. It's a it lot kept, of it kept that shit. That's why I said I got to see. Notice I said I got to see Iris. I didn't say nothing about the play. <laughs> I said I got to see. Come on, Iris. hurry up! Come on, come on, come on! I, 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 I can't, I can't hold it any longer. Come on, hurry up! And then my last thing. And then my last thing was I love at the end of the movie when they cut. Uh, Stefan was head off, and that shit goes flying through the goddamn boom tube, and it was like y'all just watched your homeboy get his ass whooped. <laughs> I love that part. So, and they just and they just standing there too. They like, just stood there. What, what you want to do? Like, what's good? What's hood? <laughs> like, we got all the smoke over here. Just bring y'all asses over here. You know, I would love real quick. I would love to see an outtake of that because I know they didn't shoot it together because you know they composited everybody. But it'd been really cool if they actually had a like an outtake of that to where after that scene happens, you just see Henry Cavill like, "Come on, let me get him," and everybody's holding back like, "No, no, don't do it, don't do it, no, let me at him, let me at him." That 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 would just be like hilarious. That would be the funniest also, thing. Like, no, no, I got him. I didn't have to watch a CG Superman. It is noticeably, it is noticeably better. With him just being regular, clean shaven, like, and and that's the thing. Like, I've gone back and watched a little bit of Justice the Whedon verse, uh, version, and God damn, man, that is just like y'all really put that out there with that just weird ass looking mouth. Like, like 
Y'all that movie is weird from that. the beginning. You know, yeah. it, from watching the, the Wheaton verse, it's weird from oh, the beginning. It's complete, because it's that weird ass weird scene, fuck. he's smiling, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong it's with no, him? It serves no purpose. And, and that's the thing, I no knew purpose. about it going in. I knew everything. I and, when I, and when I watched I it, I'm like, I didn't. With his mouth? So I'm just like, like what the fuck weird. is wrong with his face? It, it just draws your eyes right there. It's just so unnatural. And I'm like, y'all spent mil- $270 million on that film before the uh, Snyder Cut. Y'all, y'all spent $270 million on that. And that is the best CGI y'all could afford. That is just. And shine shit up, but it's still shit. Oh, that's going to. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you gold for the beginning of the. Uh, Okay. So trust me, I, I have so a good a good I've, coming. I've heard enough. I'm going to start negatives. Now, if you watch my review, which you should, you know how I feel about this movie. I think this movie, for one, as much as I cannot stand the Whedon cut, I would much rather watch the Whedon cut of this movie than the Snyder cut. Does Whedon cut felt more cohesive? I do not like. Okay, I, I, for anyone that's listening, I want to explain what, I'm, what I mean by this. I disagree, and that's I, fine. That's I, fine. I, I disagree, but okay. If you look at a movie like a like I'm Captain America, a Winter Soldier, it's a roller coaster for sure. It has its peaks and valleys, but it doesn't dip so far down to where the person who's watching it feels uninterested. Watching this movie, there were parts where I'm like, "Why am I watching this?" And I remember, oh, I, I, I have to review it in the podcast. Okay, cool. I'll keep watching it. And that question kept coming up, like, why am I watching this? There, like, and I want to say this right now. Whedon, oh, Whedon, Snyder should never, and I mean ever, Chris Jericho style, ever do a superhero movie again. How do you, in one film, despite it being your vision, simultaneously ruin damn near every successful movie in your franchise. Here's what I mean by that. Aquaman and Wonder Woman were worthless in this film. Wonder Woman is a god. Aquaman has the power of a god by the end of Aquaman. We know this, right? Wonder Woman felt weaker in this film. Aquaman felt hella weak in this film. Mera felt weak. Which I don't. Speaking of Mara, why they give her a British accent? Can someone explain that to me? With with a weird ass British accent. And by the that's way, in, that's in my thing. By like, the way, like when she have, first started we, talking, I'm like, wait a sec, wait a second, is, is she British? No, she's not. She's from Austin, fucking te- Texas. And I mentioned that in, in in my review. My issue with this film is Snyder. You seen Aquaman? You saw what James Wan did with that? He, he didn't make air bubble people to talk. He just had them fucking talk. Put a filter on it and go from there. No, every time we have someone speak the or human talk, language, English language, we're talking, we're talking dolphin clicks. Exactly. So there's that. Cyborg felt bland to me. And that's just my personal opinion because as far as I'm concerned, you could remove Cyborg hold from on, this. Hold on. Let, 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 me, let, let me jump in and give a couple of mine too. Okay, go right, go right ahead. Let me, let me I, I, I got, I got tons for quick. days. I know, I know you gotta. Um, I understand where Ray Fisher is coming from, saying that his his arc was completely cut out of the Whedon verse version, but 
I can understand why you reduced his role because he has his story is pretty much the main part of Justice League. He is for almost all intents and purposes the protagonist of the story. He is the main character. It's really hard to introduce a brand new character and showcase their entire origin and their and their powers into a film where you're also introducing the Flash and introducing Aquaman and setting up the initial conflict of going versus Steppenwolf in addition to doing the resurrection of Superman and showcasing Batman uniting the Justice League. If you're trying to do that in a two-hour film, some things are going to get cut. And if this is the entire arc that, jo- um, that Zack Snyder originally envisioned for Cyborg, he did him a disservice because there's no way you could fit that entire arc into one movie and it actually be a Justice League film, which goes to my major point and my major point of contention on both versions of this film. The screenplay is bad. This was a poorly written film. This film did not serve any of the characters justice. I didn't mean that. I, I didn't mean that. Um, it, it, it did not do. I really didn't. I really didn't. That's the clip. I really didn't. Oh, that I walked into that Oh, my shit. God. I, no, I got shit. one. I got one. I got, I got one for you. So my uh, mate, I know we're still going to do, you know, more shitting on this. But when you compare the Zack Snyder cut versus the Josh Whedon cut, you can only polish a turd so much. This Snyder Cut is a polished turd. You can wipe around the edges. You can spray a little water to keep keep moist. You can actually take away some of the residue on the side. But at the end of the day, a polished turd is still a turd. And that's what the Snyder Cut is. It is still a a polished turd. So, okay. Here's something that I have an issue with. Before, before, before Zero goes into it. Here's what I have an issue with going forward with this movie. Um, In Whedon's version of the movie, you don't know how much time is taking place between Superman's death and Batman taking over the league or finding the league, like setting up the league. In this one, he openly states it hasn't even been three weeks. It's been a two-week period. So that means Bat- 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 the ending of BBS Wonder Woman at the Louvre and then leaving the Louvre to jump on that building, which, by the way, is the same building she ends up on in Justice League and Suicide Squad. And the beginning of where Batman finds um, Aquaman takes place over two weeks. Over a two-week span. Go back and watch the film. Like, watch the intro again. Every It happens chronologically. Batman leaves the, the funeral. He meets Amanda Waller after her shit happens. It's the information on, 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 on Wally, on, on, on Barry, and on um, Arthur leaves and then goes to find Arthur because he knows uh, Barry will be fine. Yeah, information for everybody. Right. So Cyborg served no purpose in this film. And, and Cyborg's purpose in this film leads me to the next person I have an issue with. What was the fucking point of putting Martian Manhunter in this film? Martian Manhunter is arguably one of the best DC characters of all time. And you waste him on two fucking scenes where he's not even in a fight. 
Mind you, could have kept you could have that shit. You tell us, you tell like you tell us at the end of the film, Cyborg has to split apart the mother boxes, but he has to mentally invade into the mother boxes to break them apart. Hmm, it's not as if we have a character that's an original member of the Justice League that can easily do it because he has mental powers. Oh, he happens to be from Mars. Are you kidding me? And then you that's know what's funny that about whole, that what's funny about that to me, me is he literally at the end of after everything happens, he just randomly comes to Bruce Wayne, and Bruce is like, "Okay, there's Martians now. All right, what's and up?" Mind you, like, they don't know about the, the intellect equation. If you need they me, if you need me I'm around. And it's like, motherfucker, where were you two days ago? Right. We we could have used you. Oh, I don't know. Two days ago, when innocent were dying. Like, where the fuck were you? You were and you were off playing cosplay with Lois Lane when you knew I was recruiting people to help Steppenwolf. Thanks a lot, bro. Also, here's the worst part. Um, where is Shazam? Where was Shazam? Where was Black Adam? Where were any of these other characters that were a part <laughs> of the DCU? None of them shown. We get a Green Lantern that's killed for in five seconds flat. Cool. And then I am a big fan of villains. I love villains on Marvel and DC. Marvel did a better job of handling Thanos in four films than DC has done handling uh, Darkseid. Why is Darkseid using a dropship to go places? Why is Darkseid not flying? Why is Darkseid not using any of his powers? He's using a spear, a spear, mind you, that gets broken uh, the first big fight he has, and then he gets axed by Lily Ares. And basically becomes the Nate you Robinson. You tell of, me, Darkseid got his ass whooped so hard. Oh, this is a... What were you saying, Zero? Do you mean to tell me, Darkseid got his ass whooped so bad he forgot what planet the anti-life equation was on? That is when so, I saw that, that I said, so bad. "What?" Or better That's yet, bad, or better yet, here's the part. Here's so the, you were just running through all these planets, and you know what planet it was. Here's the best part of that. The best part of that is the mother box thing. I remember when I took a bad loss. When I took an L, like a really bad L, I didn't forget where that L came from. Especially when it was one of the the only ones you've ever had. You remember that. Especially when this is your prized possession that you want. You forgot where it's at? Oh, no. Here's the worst part about that. The worst part about that is when they do the nightmare scene with Cyber where he's touching the panel in, in the ship. Where he see where, where he sees Darkseid kill Aquaman. At that point, if you watch that scene closely, Aquaman has the trident he has at the end of the Aquaman movie. Meaning he's commander of the fucking sea. So you mean to tell me that Aquaman somehow lost in his house to a, a armless fucking Darkseid who got axed by Ares? Mind you, Ares got his ass by Wonder Woman. That 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 is another part that I did not like about this. And it goes on to a greater issue we've talked about on this podcast that multiple people have talked about in essays and videos and stuff before. And that is the Superman problem. The Superman problem, for those that don't know, is if you have Superman, what do you need anyone else for? Superman is so powerful that once you introduce him into the story, it is just an innate thing to say, well, Superman can do it. And that is my issue with Justice League. The one part that really pissed me off about them redoing Superman is how awful this 
this Superman is not the same Superman from Man of Steel or BVS. And he got cold cocked by Batman. Batman used giant subwoofers to disorient him. This Superman comes down, stopped Axe, pulls his breath, and completely incinerates the Axe, and then uppercuts Steppenwolf. What the hell did we need anyone else on the team for? It instantly made everybody look like jobbers. Oh, and it also did not show. And what's another issue I had to this? It didn't showcase other than Flash and Cyborg. Nobody else's powers were really showcased. Aquaman is strong, as strong as Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is strong, but she's not as strong as Superman. Okay, so what do I need Aquaman on the team for when I have somebody who's twice as strong as him? What do I initially need um, Flash for if he is the fastest man alive, but Superman is still just as fast as him because he can keep up with him in a fight, and, and when the Flash is the running at his top movie. speed, he can look. I said in the first movie, that was bullshit. And they on made top Superman of that, too powerful. And I'm, I'm like, even, real quick, even if you don't want to copy Marvel, which is fine, you could have... And they, no, there's there no, are, there's, there's, there's that. that same argument to make about the Hulk. The Hulk is the strongest there is. He's so strong, what can hurt him? They did a good job of initially nerfing Hulk enough to where, yeah, he's strong, but Thor can kind of keep up with him in a fight. Iron Man can kind of keep up with him if he has the Hulkbuster armor for a little while, but he'll eventually get his ass whooped. He can still keep up with him enough to where it's not just a complete KO. With the Justice League, you don't have that. All you needed was Superman. So what the hell did I need everybody else for if he's just as fast as the Flash and he's faster and um, stronger than Aquaman and Wonder Woman combined? And mind you, mind you, Superman... And that's what it felt like. That's that's really what it felt like. And mind you, the guy playing Superman is arguably the second best actor on the team. He has less lines in this film than he did in Whedon's version. Yeah, he has less lines. Why did you know what Snyder? I understand this was your vision, but why'd you take the line away from him when he meets Batman? He says, You won't let me live, you won't let me die. That's a perfect line for that. There's a scene, but there's a scene that pisses me off. There are two scenes that piss me off going in that final act. The first scene is the is the is is, is involves mother box. In the original movie, Wonder Woman disagrees with the team because. It's because we was like, okay, this is a sense of continuity for 84. If you watch 84 and then watch this, like, oh, that makes sense because she didn't want to bring him back because she knows what it's like to bring someone back from the dead and it never works out the way you want it to. Plus, this movie is set two weeks after BVS and we saw last time yeah. he was brought back from the, from the dead, we yeah. saw what the fuck happened to him. But, that, but that's one thing. Number two, and this is the part that I can, as a DC fan, piss me off to no end. The Flash, Barry Allen, is the second fastest metahuman in DC history. No doubt about it. While he's the only person faster than him. You mean to tell me that somehow Barry Allen running at Flash speed gets, gets hit by a parademon shot, which was the luckiest Steph Curry in the fourth quarter kind of shot. I, he's zooming. I didn't know they were that intelligent. I do appreciate that a little bit that he actually did make them instead of just being mindless drones he did kind of give them a they they that at least was a little better the fact that they actually could strategize but and here's the part that. but here's the fact that him hitting that, it, yeah it makes no sense 
That's like hitting Superman with a bullet. Here's something that I just noticed today and I want to say for the podcast. I made sure I didn't talk about this. If you look at if you look at Zack Snyder's Justice League, that movie completely and utterly rips off the first Avengers movie. Bar for bar. Think about it. A dead hero, a, a hero dies. Hawkeye in Hawkeye in the beginning of Avengers, he the Hawkeye we know dies and becomes evil. He leaves. He comes back in the third act of the movie. Superman comes back in the third act of the movie. The entire movie is set up on a, on a box being used to bring in the villain. Sound like Avengers a little bit much? Then we have to use an, a, 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 another another a box to break apart something. The villain is not the actual villain we want to see in the movie. We want to see Thanos in the first Avengers movie. Who do we see? Loki. Same thing here. Stephen well, versus, well, 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 we, well, we, we, didn't, we didn't know about Thanos. No Thanos. We knew he was so that, coming, we, but, we, but, but we knew he was coming. We, we, nobody knew Thanos was coming. Nobody knew Thanos scene. was coming. We didn't Thanos, know. Was, let's not, let's not rewrite history. We Thanos did not know first movie. We didn't he know anything the first about movie. Thanos. We, but first we didn't movie. know that. We didn't know that though. That was Before not that, conveyed to us until the end credit scene. Okay, it was all Loki. It was all Loki's buildup. Okay, that that's that's one point. That that whole steel shot of, of them jumping over the hill to go into the building, that's Age of Ultron like a motherfucker. But the one thing that pissed me off more than anything about this movie, Wonder Woman's theme song. Why do yeah, they keep that, ruining every this? time she's on what? Yeah, the uh, 84 the, ruined every it. time she's on this made it worse. And you get some. This random ass woman I'll say yelling. This, on my on my, on my list of on my list of things that I matter is the soundtrack. Junkie XL did a brand new score. I did not appreciate that score. I appreciated the Danny Elfman score. For one, it mixed in some of the original. Yes, it is nostalgic, but it is nice to see Batman on screen and hear the original Batman '89 theme a little bit. It is nice to see Superman and hear the William Moore a bit. Yes, nostalgic, but it gives it more of a triumphant feel. Junkie XL score on this film just dour, and I from this. Even Superman's supposed to be hope. I didn't get any hope from this because the score was just so dour and just so drab. The it did not make me like. Just not to keep comparing to the Avengers, but we are. When the Avengers hit that circle panoramic shot. And you have uh, the amazing Alan Silvestri score just hitting it. That gives you goosebumps. That's like, holy shit, this is badass. I just, I, never had that. I just posted an article that said that was the scene that sold all of them that said this was going to work. Because you need that. You need, the, you're taking, you're doing something, especially back then, you're doing something that had never been done before. It's still, it was still a proof of concept. Even though you would the other um the four films preceding it, having that right there the moment that's why every shows even rarely show that shot. It is just it lets you know other that that heroic moment in Justice League in either. So um. Uh, probably about 10. So, okay. I have a... So, zero, zero, zero. What What is your biggest contention on, 
on this film. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I didn't get to talk about your contentions. I think so. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, my, my computer active is acting weird as hell. I don't know why. Yeah, we're still going. Still recording and everything? It's still recording. We're still recording. Okay, just making sure. All right, I'm going to have to edit this out. Uh, but this is going back to my first point that I made. Huh? You said what? Did you freeze again? I think you did. Yeah, I think Hello? you froze again. Let me see if I can. I'm good. I'm not frozen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's you. You're the one. You, you keep freezing. You're the one that's freezing. Oh, I'm the one that's freezing. Let me, let me see if I can record. No, I can't. Get, I don't have permission to record. Okay, hold on one second. Y'all, yeah, you're the yeah. only one freezing. It might be looking like we're. Okay, so this goes to my first point that I made, and the reason why I said this exactly is because it 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 helps my point for the one I'm about to make. Well, the one I'm, I'm making uh, to point out for the four-hour movie. The first time I saw Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice was DVD. The director's cut edition. The extended edition. So it had all the filler pieces that kind of made that movie make more sense. Granted, I did see Justice League when it came out in theater. So I remember that movie by heart. And if you listen to this podcast a long time ago, I, if, if it's fresh in my mind, I probably can tell you a whole movie from start to end. See uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, us. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is four hours long. The problem with having a four hour long movie that is not completely new is I know what's going on in the movie. So it loses my attention. And two, I see something new that I want to see. In my opinion, there were maybe only seven new shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not count, not counting the nightmare scene, yeah. Yeah, not counting the nightmare oh, scene. By the way, when we got to the end of the movie, go ahead. Did you know that Star was in this movie? Yeah, I, I didn't realize it until I saw an Easter egg video, and I'm like, that's still kind of a lame. And Easter that egg. pissed me off. I'm like, when, when Starro, the original villain of the Justice League, the star that gets on their face, yeah. when, when Steppenwolf's trying to get the information out of people, and he puts that little thing on their face that shows the hologram of what they know, that, that was is supposedly a Starro Easter egg. And I'm like, that's a weird, that's a lame that, ass Easter egg. I was a spider. What the fuck? That Starro was a, a, a starfish. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, so that's, that's, that's his version of a Starro. So, going back to what I'm saying, it's maybe about seven brand new scenes. Of course, you get the full, the full inept story of, well, full and detailed story of Cyborg, which they, in my opinion, some of y'all might not, not like it, some of y'all do like it. Also, I'm always supporting black black actors, but it may it changed from Whedon's verse to Snyderverse. It completely changed his character. He wasn't the same character in, in, in the two movies. He was two different characters. Uh, he was fleshed out. He, I guess he had more of a, uh, a more, he had less self-pity in the Snyderverse versus the Whedonverse. 
because I remember the scene mm. shot for shot when he's talking to Diana on the street. He was in a self-pity mode where and he had like the hoodie on and covered. He was kind of hiding mm-hmm. in, on the street, turning all the lights out. But in the Snyderverse, he was full uh, cyborg out, no hoodie on or nothing. He had a book bag on because he was about to go bury the uh, the fucking uh, the box, the mother box. And he was he was comfortable with himself. So those made two differences. But the biggest thing is this movie is four hours long. After and some point, I didn't want to watch it. IGN also added it up of this four hour and three minute movie. 27 minutes and like 40 seconds are slow motion. Which I called last year in one of our early podcasts. I'm like, this movie is going to have way too much slow-mo because that is a Zack Snyder staple. 27 minutes of slow motion. That is over an episode of Seinfeld. An episode of Seinfeld is 21 to 23 minutes. So you're telling me an entire episode of Seinfeld plus, plus the first plus the yes, plus with commercials and leaning into the next show of just slow mo. And one of the dumbest fucking scenes I've ever seen in any film when Arthur again outs Batman just says he's Batman in front of a bunch of random people and they understand English. So I never got that. That was just a fucking dick move. Goes back into the water. Them women just singing for like a minute. And, and sniffing his shirt for some his, reason. And grabbing and sniffing his, his I'm shirt. like, and, 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 and that, that is the first scene while I'm watching it. And I'm like, you could have kept this shit on the cutting room floor. Or, or this was not needed. Speaking of cutting room floor shit, the flash scene. Why did we need Ezra Miller flash to brush aside um, Iris's hair and then touch her face without her permission? I really would love to see somebody take. I would really love somebody to take that scene and add in a different score, and it completely turns into a stalker movie. Tell me, don't tell it me does. that. Tell me, tell me that ain't a superhero version of you from Netflix. It basically tell me, is. Barry and Joe. So, so going back into what I was saying. All right, so we have that part right. Barry busts out of his shoes on a twist of a dime. He busts out of shoes. So in theory, if he's moving that fast, he should lose his clothes as well. Yeah, <laughs> he should be naked. Good. Technically, yeah, he should. His entire his clothes should be singed, you know, his and everything. Clothes should be singed, and then they even address it in the movie, which it shows how a continuity a continuity error that it is. Because Batman, when he's talking about his suit, he's like, "Oh, they use this so on the uh, space shuttle, so they don't burn up on Personal reentry." Resistance. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah it helps me." Okay, so if the speed force then engulfs you, so that you kind of can be okay, how didn't it protect your shoes? The speed force goes around you. So therefore, it would encompass your shoes. How do your shoes initially break apart then? If the speed force is what protects you from dying when you run. My last point. My last point, and I'm going to end. So we get to the end of the movie. And I'm like, so they've been hinting at the Joker and his nightmare verse. And I've yet to see it. Where the fuck is it? I was like, well, this is a waste. This is probably one of the most piece of part of the movie I wanted to see. I'm thinking this is going to be smack dab in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. And 
everything's gonna go to shit and flash is gonna have to go backwards and that's what kind of reverses what happens in time i'm that's thinking what I, i'm, that's I'm what working i'm you know i'm working for the movie like well giving mm-hmm. it credit it don't deserve mm-hmm. right it was like it was probably like three hours in and i'm thinking that i'm like wait Where's the Joker? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what they're gonna do. That, that would be smart. Gonna happen. Barry, Barry fucks up time. And what happens? He has another fucking dream of a time in the future of another universe where everything goes to shit. And mind you, <sighs> Martian Manhunter knows about the Angela equation, and no one else does. That was a that, that that was a throwaway part I did not need. So I want to get to something that <laughs> we've been kind of dodging. And I brought it up early in, in the, the uh, episode. The storyboards. Now I saw this after I saw Justice League. And I want to explain to y'all what the fuck I saw. I'm, I'm gonna say it to y'all as well. So Snyder or whoever worked with him. Put the storyboards of what he's or his vision, his three arc movie is going to be somewhere in Brazil, and Warner Brothers shut the fuck down. And I was like, well, why would Warner Brothers shut this down knowing it's not a cup coming out? Someone got pictures of the boards. Let me tell you how this bullshit works. Now, mind you, this movie is set two weeks after BBS. In the time frame of BBS and Just League happening, somehow Batman. And Lois Lane knock boots and she gets pregnant with Bruce's kid. Yeah. Then so 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 here's so that's here's, what the pregnancy test was lamenting exactly. to. Exactly. Here's where it gets funnier. Superman apparently already knows. Apparently, that's um, what pisses Superman. Uh, here's where it gets better. Wonder Woman and Batman go on separate missions. Wonder Woman goes to South America and finds the Dr. Poison, who somehow is still alive since World War I in Brazil, and she suicide bombs herself. Batman goes to the mountains and finds the Riddler, who apparently had been working for Lex Luthor to find the Antilife equation. Riddler figures it out. Riddler blows his brains out. Batman... And then Lex is now with the now with the three dead mother boxes and is used to, to some to, to create the Antlef equation. He creates it. Dark side boom tubes in after what we just saw. Is and, and Dark Side makes a deal with Lex saying, if you want to kill him, this is how you do it. He's like, no, I don't want to kill him. I want to, I want him to, to, to bow to me. Well, if you want to do that, you have to, it's, it's the girl. Dark side somehow. Kool-Aid man's his way to Batman's Batcave while Lois and Lois and um, Bruce are there. He kills Lois. That might be one of the greatest things I've ever heard. That might be one of the greatest things I've yeah, ever heard. Yeah, he kills Lois. Superman comes in. Darkseid used the anti-life equation on, on Superman and he goes evil. He then systematically kills every member of the League. So Diana gets killed by Bruce. No, 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 no. The Diana gets killed by Superman. Everyone else does. Mind you, also, oh, this is the funniest part of this shit. Uh, Diana can't remember how to get back to Themyscira. So that whole, whole her, her holding the air at the end of this movie, she can't remember how to get back to Themyscira. So the, the, the Amazon we see in, in 84 tells her the way you can do it is by wrapping the lasso of truth around your arm and making yourself remember. She remembers, and she has a nightmare scene where she kills Superman. They shot the arrow 
in Greece. Oh, oh here's the you can here's, literally here's the best part. The track best part about this is that they 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 didn't jump to the the, the, the Steve the, Steve literally accidentally found it in a 1930s biplane. Oh no, it gets better. It gets better. 1912 biplane. It then jumps to the nightmare scene. Essentially, they have to go steal the mother boxes and then figure out what and, and to 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 create a machine that so Flash can run back in time. Barry is asked. Barry asked Bruce, "What should I tell your 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 older self?" You know, stuff like that. Lois is the key. So he says that you should say Lois is the key, but then he whispers something else to him. Superman finds them, kills everyone. Flash is able to get out in time. He said, "Not only is Lois the key," he says, "Lois is yours. Like the baby is yours." Batman sacrifices himself. Superman does not fall to the end life equation. Superman beats Darkseid. And then years later, he is he 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 knows that Batman and Lois hooked up, raised the kid to become the next Batman. And that was Snyder's vision. I cannot make this up if I try. If they thank God for Walter Hamada and the rest of them over at DC and Warner Brothers, because had they allowed this shit to happen. I would quit the podcast because there's no way in the fuck I would cover this. This this is the awesome. Also, mind you, there is another version of this rumored a quote unquote gray version, which has the extra scenes of Jared Leto's Joker when he has that Jesus crown on from those publicity photos we saw. So there's apparently even more stuff that we didn't see how you have a four hour and three minute movie and still don't put everything in. I'm done. This was cathartic, but I'm done. Tesla, um, why don't we do our social media so we can get the hell out of here so I can wipe this movie <laughs> out of my Dog, I've been, I've been waiting weeks to talk about this movie because I, I told everyone. I, I put it off on doing it on my own episode of my show because I know I want to keep it short and succinct. I know I'll ramble. This is for everyone that called this movie the masterpiece, and it's not. So, um, I, I, I don't so let's do everyone's social. So, Chaos, can you give me your socials real quick? Uh, you can find me everywhere pretty much as Team Chaos, K-A-Y-O-S. You can find me on Facebook, Team Chaos. YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, Team Chaos. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Team Chaos. Also, you can find my podcast, A World of Chaos, on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Anchor, uh, Google, Spotify. Uh, uh, Bleaker and Pocket Cast. Okay. And part of the Wakanda Black Nerdcast of this page on Facebook. Yes. And speaking of that, um, I know um, Zero went away for a second, but you can follow him everywhere at Red Bearded Gent on Facebook, Instagram, um, on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, it is um, Mark McKinney, I believe. Yes. Yes. M C K I N N E Y. And then Blackness Gamers on Twitch. I believe he's turning that back up. His podcast will eventually be coming. We don't know when, but hopefully it's not as long as Snyder Cut. Um, you can follow uh, the girls, La and Lou. We miss both of them very much. You can follow them on a full cup of Lou, a full cup, a full cup with La and Lou. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've been calling it La for the longest time. Um, you can find a full cup of La or a cup of La and Lou. You can find them on YouTube, <laughs> Anchor, and when you get spot podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, Black Girl Marvel everywhere. Um, 
And is she black or Asian? A Z N on Instagram, uh, Twitter, I believe Snap. If she has a Snap, I don't know. Um, you can follow me at J Tesla on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at J Tesla. Um, J Tesla the Great on TikTok. I, just, I did a funny ass TikTok regarding this movie. That's funny as fuck. Um, um, J Tesla.bandcap.com, sports by J Tesla.wordpress.com, J Tesla Nirvana.wordpress.com. Uh, Twitch dot um Twitch TV slash J Tesla, and yeah, and YouTube J Tesla, where I did a review for this movie, where I had I I, I want to say this right now, I had the Sorry Miss Jackson as the intro for a reason because it felt like a funeral for this for this movie. So yeah, um, I gave your your socials out already zero. So if you want to give more out, oh my rating for this two thumbs down. I'm gonna be nice. What you were talking about was so crazy. My my computer shut down. It has a bullshit detector about about Superman raising the child after after Batman. That's when it went out. That's when it went out. <laughs> Even the computer was like, nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna nah, send y'all the pictures after. It's the funny. I, I read that like he has to be smoking something. Like no. Um, but that has and then been, it was kind of, and real quick and then it was kind of lazy too because the scene where they show Dark Side and he's holding um, Superman's holding Lois's dead body that's just a recomposite of the scene from Man of Steel after he snaps Zod's head. I legitimately Cause, thought he because if you watch it you can tell Henry Cavill's hair is differently and you can tell he actually does look a lot younger. So you just really just co- you just really just copied your own old movie. Oh no, he, he did it multiple times. That that whole Steppenwolf and uh, Steppenwolf slamming the ground creating the symbol. That's a shot for shot remake of the shot before with Darkseid doing just just uh, just a different color grade. So this has been another episode. What kind and, of black and, test? Oh, go ahead. And last thing, the thing I don't like about Zack Snyder, he assumes you know the comics. I was explaining this movie to somebody, and I had to and I had to tell them what happened in the comic first, and the, and they asked me. They're like. Well, if I didn't know that from the comics, how was I supposed to know that? And that is mainly because of the black suit. The black suit is for us who know of the death of Superman, who know that he takes that suit and it's a healing suit. And we know the story behind it. In the movie, he just picks the black suit. Just just picks it. Which That's confusing as fuck. I don't want to wear red, white, and blue. I'm picking black. Wasn't Zorel wearing a black too? He was. No, he I'm had confused. he had like kind of like yeah, kind of like that with kind of like the Kleptonian armor and stuff. It's like just just I'm just wearing black now. They made such a big point of this suit being a part of my movie, but now I just wear black. I just, I just wear the black suit. Here's my confusion about, about that black suit. We see that in the final shot, the final battle. We see that when he opens his shirt and he shows the black suit. We even see it during the nightmare scene where Darkseid takes him over. I know I know what you're about to I know what you're about to say. Why in the nightmare scene is he wearing the red and blue suit? What was the purpose? No, 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 no. Why is he then re-wearing the red and blue suit only a week later when he goes to visit Billy Batson in high school? (laughs) 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 This movie can't fucking win, man. This movie just... Should have left it the fuck alone. And should left it. If Shazam is alive, this wouldn't this wouldn't end well because Shazam would kill him. 
He's somebody I would think Batman would want on his team since he's running a ragtag group of people. I'm thinking the dude that his, his powers are one of his weaknesses. You want him on your motherfucking team. I don't ever want to hear DC compete with Marvel ever again. For anyone out there saying this movie's a masterpiece, I I, I need you to have your head checked. Something you might have long term of COVID. Anybody saying that? Anybody that's saying that? Thor The Dark World must be their favorite Marvel film. You know what's sad? I would rather watch Thor The Dark World. I laughed more. Even unintentionally, I laughed. It, it was more it had the more comedy. The comedy. So let's sign off before we go outside of events. outside of the Flash motorboating Wonder Woman, which was just inappropriate. The comedy was better in the Josh Whedon version. I I actually enjoyed seeing Batman and the, I mean Superman and the Flash race. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking movie. But thank you, everybody. Yeah, let's sign off. So I will sign off. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. Um. Yeah, if you have if you if you want to watch the Snyder Cut, go watch the Snyder Cut. But please come listen to this first. Go watch the Snyder Cut. See you guys next time. Until then, nerd responsible.